What's good, listeners? I'm Chris Collins, your host of The Chris Collins Show. And I'm Marissa Pitts, his trusty sidekick. Thanks for listening to our podcast, and be sure to tune in to The Chris Collins Show live every Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific Time. And follow us on social media and check out our website at chriscollinsshow.com. Peace. Ciao, Bellas. All right, we're getting some headphones hey, set up. There we go. There we hey, go. We, oh, we got we Brittany, got Brittany in the house. Adair Rodriguez. Let me turn her doing? on. I'm doing great. Yay. Thank you guys. I'm excited. See, I yeah. did. I did that one right. <laughs> yeah. So we're just all scooting in the studio, you know, because we, we got live cameras in here. And we're live streaming right now, which is so cool. You can follow us on the Chris Collins Show, and you can go to the website if you want to find more information. But this is cool. Because you're a botanist. And right out the gate, I just want to say... By the way, that just sounds sexy. It does. <laughs> to go like it does kind of sound like, like one of those... That's like, like s- the best. Like, hello, my name is uh, Marissa. I'm a botanist. And I'm uh, 50 <laughs> Shades of Green. <laughs> oh, da 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 No, but really, like, what is a botanist? You know? Um, so... I graduated with biology. Okay. And uh, but I took a specific liking to plants. So I've kind of self-educated as well as I took a lot of ecology. I did medicinal botany. Um, so it's just a study of plants uh, extensively. So yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and I like, what made you decide to want to major this kind of career in college? Where like, I kind of joked with Marissa. I was like, maybe she grew up playing Pokemon like me and realized when you had three options to choose out of fire, water, and, you know, leaf, earth. <laughs> I said leaf. Wasn't it leaf? You, you chose for a Bulbasaur. You know, am I wrong? <laughs> or did it start in college? I was a, I was a little old for Pokemon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my brother and sister played Pokemon. Okay. But uh, no, it actually started in college. So I always had an interest in science. I thought I was going to be a doctor or medical science. Mm-hmm. And then my junior year, I took medicinal botany, and I was like, wow, plants are pretty cool. And then my senior year, I volunteered with a nonprofit, Blueprint Earth. And uh, once I did that, that's where I really learned that I loved plants and I loved being outdoors in field mm-hmm. biology. Yeah. That's, oh, field biology. Yeah. yeah. Field biology. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> My husband thinks he's a botanist, right? And he has yet been able to grow a crop of weed that can actually work. So, like, he fails the test of what botany. What kind of weed? What do you think? Weed, uh, dude. Yeah. Come on. Like, I mean, it's legal. Yeah, so, it's no true. big deal he grows but it. But I don't think But he fails. Of- he fails. And I get so mad because I'm like, we have these jars everywhere right and I'm like throw your jars away they don't work you're a bad botanist y- yeah okay Sorry. Maybe maybe that's the term we should have been using in California all this time is by labeling ourselves botanists and maybe we would have got away from it. But you know, oh, but yeah. really it's like, you know, when you think about the plant life, like what should people know about plants that are so special about it? Cuz I to me as I understand, plants are like the longest living kind of specimen or not the longest living, they grew the fastest out of all specimen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think my understanding is if I can remember from high school, it's because they have pollen. You know, and the pollen uh, is, is it what they... polyps? Uh, I don't know. Is it? Well, some the pollen, you know, it spreads with the wind, and yeah. so it's easy, easily dispersed, and that's right. like fertilizing the other plants. So you can have a male and a female plant, or you can have 
both male and female on one plant. Mm. And those are the oldest because those are the easiest to grow. So uh, if you have male and female right next to each other, it's going to be super simple. Right. But the more advanced plants as they've evolved mm-hmm. are now male and female. Mm. So they're a little bit harder to grow, but they have more advantages, more yeah. diversity. Yeah, because like, because cool. I, because mm-hmm. doesn't it carry off animals too? You know, like yeah. right, like bees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's so crazy because I feel like we think we know <laughs> a lot about the plant life. I feel like we don't know that much, and I think that's why we it's have people true. like you that are out there. And I know for yourself that um, if you it's know, not in CVS, I don't know what to do. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, no, it's true, and I mean, like, pla- and plants have a life too, and like they always. And oh, the, and they have the, a life. I, I would think so, but they the do. thing is, you throw broccoli into a boiling water, it doesn't scream. Oh, you, you it's know, the crab and, thing. That's so and, sad. You know, but know. do uh, do plants have these kind of feelings? You know, like when you peel a tomato, like does it feel the agonizing pain of like skin getting peeled? I hope not. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, according to science, I I heard it does. Yeah. It has feelings. It has feelings. Um, we can just all yeah. we have to do is just start eating air. If we eat oh. air, we're not hurting animals. We're not hurting plants. I didn't even know you could eat. Yeah, air. they're called um, breatharians. <laughs> for another subject. Wait, wait, wait. Back let's, to botany. Let's ask. Let's ask the es- expert. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, fruits are actually the least destructive thing you could eat because they're the oh. ovaries. So you're not mm. killing anything. Yep. When you eat the and fruit. they don't have feelings. It's yeah. the actual plant. That feels negative energy. It's like if you're a bad person, you can tell by their plants. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so is that how, like we can tell who's? Uh, who's are you eating an ovary for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, be... Mom, are you gonna give me some ovaries today? Mom, I really want two ovaries this time, not one. I, Brittany, I don't think I've ever heard uh, fruit called ovaries. Uh, no, not at all. That's awesome. Which yeah. I, think, I think that's what people get. That's something so special about you because I know you do these botanist uh, trail guides. And uh, can you kind of yes. explain to the listeners like what you have to offer, even through your own website? You know, you do these really cool nature hikes and. Can you explain a little bit more to the listeners about that? Yeah, so I'll take you out on the trail and I'll tell you what each plant is, um, some of its medicinal properties, how the Chumash Indian tribe used it. Ah. Um, I'll talk about you know some of the history of the trail. So Los Angeles is so unique because we have so much history in our mountains. Yeah. So you'll find mines, um, you know, you'll find cabins, things like that. A lot of history, railroads. Right. Um, so you so. pretty much have nailed it right out of the gate because that was kind of like one of the questions I was going to even ask you. Like, you know, we got this beautiful backyard in, in the Golden State, this nature that we have. And what are some of those like really cool spots that like people just don't go to, but it's right next to us? Um, you know, one hidden gem I found was in San Dimas, the mm. Michael Antonovich Trail. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's Sound really like shaded. Mm-hmm. It's along a stream. It's like a six-mile trail. Okay. But you don't have to do the whole thing. Like, you can stop at any time. Right. I used to run that with my friend in the morning after drinking all night. <laughs> Gnarly. <laughs> it was oh. so, I know exactly that trail. And it was shaded. That's why we picked yeah. it. Because we were trying to get in shape while drinking. Um, <laughs> and it was a nice, beautiful, shaded trail. But I think that's the thing about Brittany, though. She's always, like, ahead of all my questions, like, so far. Because I'm like, it's so hot outside. Yes. Where can anybody go to hike? And you just already said, well, you know, go to San Dimas. They got the best shade that you can possibly walk. Because I know this heat's been killing me. And I know, like, mm-hmm. if you stay up until midnight, it's, like, 80 degrees out. Yeah, and I think hot. the last thing people want to do is go hiking. But you make it 
it's not like your traditional uh, botanist job that you do right out of college. You're doing something that's kind of unique, and I kind of like it because you also have a partner that you work with uh, doing all this kind of media kind of work as you go on your travels. You even have like these really cool like waterfall kind of trips as well. Uh, <gasps> Waterfalls? Yeah. I mean, which and, ones are those? Yeah. So there's Monrovia Canyon. I mean, that's a small 30 footer. But that one is one of the only ones that's year-round. Can you jump what? off I it? I never no. knew Monrovia oh, no. <laughs> had a year-round waterfall. Yeah. I mean, like, it California has water small. in the summer? <laughs> yeah, right. We do, yeah. Um, that one's cool. And it's shaded almost the whole way as well. Mm. And then that one, you can. there's like three different spots where you can park. Oh. So you can make it long, short, whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that one's a really good one. Um, there's... Uh, Sturdivant Falls. Yeah. It's a little exposed, but then it gets real shaded. Where's that one? What city? Sierra Madre. Sturdivant Arcadia. Falls? Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but like all what I get from this though is it's like you're out. You're out in the mountains. You're kind of doing your thing. And a lot of the times we're like, we used to have that old joke even when we were kids. You know, we had to like always encourage people just to get outside and get outdoors. You know, it was like play for 60 minutes. It would be all over every oh, yeah. NFL game, right? And then now we have all these AI technology like the Harry <laughs> Potter Unite or whatever that game's called in Pokemon Go. You don't get to have that opportunity when you're up in the mountains. So, like, how would you encourage like the millennials out there to actually go out and enjoy nature instead of being glued to their phones 24 7? Well, as a generation, we are suffering so much now from anxiety and depression, yes. mm -hmm. and everyone's just like, why am I so depressed? But um, it's because we've detached from nature, um, mm -hmm. because... That when, makes sense. Yeah, when we're in nature, mm -hmm. it you know we release dopamine and serotonin and these um, endorphins that create happiness in our brains. And I mean, hiking, they've even shown it's like jumps your creativity by 50%. So oh, like you become yeah. more creative. Um, you become 50%? 50%. I need to go hike and write my book. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, on, I'm stuck on chapter two forever. <laughs> no, I'm pretty yeah. guilty. I should be getting out more, more often, but it's like, it's such, it's to me, it's always the lazy excuse because I'm like, it's too hot. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have that swamp butt. Well, San Dimas, around, San Dimas is right by you. That's true. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you really got me like considered, but definitely bring a lot of H2O. Yeah. It's going to be really, and, really hot. But talking about getting to nature and, and about that, you know, what about, I know it's about detracting from phones, but do you see a lot of the people who are playing music really loud while they hike? That's one of my pet peeves. Really? Like I get, That's probably I get would like be stuck me. Oh, I'd hate you. Like I'm, so I get yeah. stuck behind that person and I'm just like, turn off your music and listen to the birds. I'm the kind of guy that'll just show up to a basketball court never playing basketball ever year long and I'll just come in with my speakers and start blaring it. No. Not even caring if it's heavy metal. They're probably like, what the heck is going on? What's your biggest pet peeve when you're out on the trail? Um, probably that, the music. music yeah. uh, because I believe we need to go there to escape it. So mm. that's why I don't go to Eaton Canyon, not that's exactly, hey, I was exactly <laughs> thinking of that place that's where I go all the time and I'm just like turn off the music <laughs> yeah that one's too popular Ooh, it's rough yeah um, and then a big pet peeve is a lot of people don't know this anymore but when you're going uphill you have the right-of-way mm, yeah and a lot of hikers don't give you that really yeah i would thought it'd be downhill. i think it's because when they're going downhill they're just like they're not even walking anymore their legs are just it's like a car yeah it's like a car right 
So yeah, like they're supposed to move if you to have the no side break. and, and like, <laughs> let you go. Uh, no, well, not run out of gas. <laughs> Get out of the way. No, that's true. Oh, I didn't and, know that. <laughs> but I really think you kind of nailed something. It's like you know, with nature, there's always this kind of spiritual awakening with it. And like hard time with me, I have a hard time slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think it's just by uh, how I was raised. I was raised in rock and roll, <laughs> and just the idea of like leaving music for just an hour just kind of makes me nervous. I guess that's where the anxiety kind of comes in, where you kind of just feel like I always need to be attached to something 24-7 because if it's too quiet for too long, then I kind of get a little weaky-deaky. Do voices talk to you in your head? uh, I've been having some crazy dreams with my sleeping like 16 hours because it's so hot. But, you know, through these kind of experiences, what do you want to get from like some of the people that join your uh, hiking guide trips? Uh, what do you really want them to get out of themselves, you know, with this kind of spiritual uprise? Or would you even call it that? Yeah, well, um, going into nature helps you realign and reconnect with yourself. So through nature is how I realize what my purpose is, which is to show people nature. Yeah. And um, through nature is how I realize, like, I want to start my company, yeah. you know. And so whenever I'm feeling depleted or I'm feeling anxious, Um, Because I go through the same thing sometimes. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to hike today. Like when I'm just going for myself, I get in those moods sometimes too where I'm like, oh, I just want to be lazy. Right. But once I'm out there, um, this feeling just overcomes me where I'm like, I feel like I belong and I I feel so calm and then I feel so creative and inspired. Um, So that's what I want people to realize is uh, nature is for everybody. Yes. We all should be in it hiking and it's it's the only way that well not the only way, but it's ma- one of the main ways you're going to really reconnect with yourself connect with your higher power if you have one and connect with the people you're with mm, um all I at the same that. time i mean this yeah, this is so beautiful. beautiful i mean Brittany adair rodriguez she is a, a botanist she's an entrepreneur stick around i know everybody that's been on the live stream that's been checking us out go to the chriscollinsshow.com and check us out because we got more to talk because i'm going to be asking Brittany, how can more millennials get involved in the fight for climate change and what does she even think about this new green new deal stick around this is the chris collins show All right, so we are back from the short break of announcements, but I just want to remind all the listeners out there who have been streaming out with us this morning and early before, I just want to remind them that you can, you can still keep tuning in because this is the Chris Collins Show, mm-hmm. and you can go to the thechriscollinsshow.com. And also, I want to remind all the listeners out there, we got Maria Schaefer's uh, YouTube drop that just dropped, so go ahead and check that Woo-hoo. out. But we got Brittany Adair Rodriguez. She is a botanist, an entrepreneur, and really my biggest question with you is because you let it off so perfectly before we had to go into the break how do millennials get more involved into the fight for climate change Mm. well uh, one pay attention to policies politics that are going on especially Mm -hmm. with this administration we just have to be extra attentive um, and do things in your personal life lead by example so I believe if you want to change the world you have to start with yourself you know make your own bed start with Within make, yourself. Make a bed? Make your bed. Yeah, that's what they say. Like, oh, no you want to change the world, so you gotta, start you gotta, with making you your respect, bed. You got to respect yourself where first. I'm going wrong every <laughs> day. I've never made my bed, like, really ever. I had a housekeeper when I was young, oh. and she did it for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? But I think, I think that, you, like, kind of what you're touching upon is you got to recognize yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know yourself first, then you can't respect everything else that's around you and surrounding mm-hmm. you. So it's hard to respect the environment and the climate around us if you don't even understand understand who you are as 
as, as yourself, because we are kind yeah, of like a true. seed. We are kind of a plant Aww. on this earth, and we're ever growing. I would buy a Chris Collins plant. Would you? <laughs> I would. How would I sprout out? This is a great question, actually. As <laughs> no, the no, botanist no, in yeah, the room, Brittany, describe Chris Collins as a plant. Am I a sunflower? <laughs> <laughs> Am I? A sunflower? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought I'd look really cute on a sunflower. It's because you're blonde. I, I could see that. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. Tall, weird, like a, thing. Uh, uh, man, <laughs> some type of like poppy, a mantiha poppy. A mantiha poppy? Because they, they grow to be uh, more than like six feet tall. Oh. But they're kind of like floppy and fun. That actually, that, that sounds like my Were they in age. Alice in Wonderland? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, sorry. All the plants I was come just alive. Say, they, were, they aren't. They were that just does like sound floppy. like me because, like, back in my ASO <laughs> soccer days, I'd be like a blonde ditz and I'm falling all over the place and tripping over my feet. But you know what? But back to the whole, you know, climate change. I know I go so off topic. But you know what? Like, because with me at least, I know that I, a lot of the times I always like to think of the millennials were kind of like a bunch of anti vists. We kind of <laughs> always like to go online. We used to always like to, you know, eating our hot Cheetos, smacking on the keyboards and being like, you know, if you care about the green life then you're gonna sign the green new deal and and i've never read it <laughs> and i've never read it and i mean and and to get to that point too which is such a great thing i mean i always thought this green new deal was saying a hundred percent sustainable energy by the year 2050 i come to find out the original plan was actually they were thinking it was going to be until 2030 yeah 10 years which and especially our administration is not happening i don't think with any administration you can get 100 percent sustainable energy in 10 years i don't know what do you think about 2050 is that even reasonable (sighs) i'm kind of pessimistic when it comes to politics (laughs) i I don't. I mean, it's just because with every pro, there's a con. So there's, yeah. There's always a battle. Um, so even like if we were like, okay, high speed rails, which is like Bernie Sanders, yeah. you know, suggest. But then you're gonna have um, people activists yeah. who are like, well, in order to do that, we're gonna have to destroy farm farmland. We're gonna have to destroy mm-hmm. natural land. Yeah. And, we're, and it's also gonna. Um, we're gonna have to dig up old dirt and old trees. That's gonna release carbon into the air and nitrogen and all these things we don't want more of in the air because we already yeah. have too much of it in the air. And so it's like with for every pro, there's a con. So I just don't see it being a hundred percent. Well, I know how they can do it in ten years, how? even by by twenty fifty. <laughs> is the aliens that we're gonna bust oh, out yeah. of Area Fifty One are gonna come down well, and go magic? Bam, bam! Your life is okay. Well, and you have a Maris- flying car. The thing with Marissa is, is she's thinking about that Matt Damon movie in Mars, and I think that's actually a better question to throw at you. Do you think on planet Earth by twenty fifty we can get a hundred percent sustainable energy? Uh, you know, through solar and all kind of plant things, life, no fossil fuels, or do you think we'll grow a plant on Mars first? Mm, plant on Mars. Yep. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 it's ding, funny. Ding, ding, I was thinking the same thing too. I'm like, as much as I don't even Go think it's even proof, there's, there's, there's no air. So how can we grow a plant? Well, but you then make again, a dome, other... dude. A biodome. Yeah. Hello. Are you not like looking at any of the sci-fi <laughs> movies? And I read a lot of sci-fi books. That's why I'm a, like a fanatic with anything science and yeah, nature yeah. and flying. Because um, I love the George Jetsons. I grew up on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because really with myself, I just with this whole, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders, I'm glad that they're at least like kind of mentioning the conversation because the last time we tried to fight for climate change was back in 2009 with the um, blinking out on the guy. It was the Democratic for California, the representative. I think uh, his name was Wat, Wat, Harry something, Waterman, I Wexerman. I don't know. Uh, but 
that was the last time, but think about it, it was 2009. Nobody, mm-hmm. you know, with Congress and everybody else, no one really even cares, no one even, uh, was even thinking about fossil fuels in the, in the beginning. Uh, my, my only big concern is really with um, if we're going to be 100% sustainable, how are we going to make it a win-win for all the people that are car owners that have automobiles that most of the cars out here, probably, I would say like six-eighths, are all ran by fuel? How mm-hmm. do we convert everybody to switch over? Incentives or rebates, or there uh, has to be something, yeah. you know, some type of rebate or trade in your car, and we're going to give you this X amount of money, or right. we're give you this tax break. Yeah, because they kind of yeah. did it in California. Remember where mm-hmm. it was like, hey, you know, if you uh, if you drive this a uh, hybrid car, you mm-hmm. get to go in the carpool. <laughs> you know, and that was kind of mm-hmm. cool, but we didn't really see a much of attraction of people jumping on board. Um, you- I know Tesla is like. They let you trade in your cars, and they give you a certain amount of credit towards a new Tesla. So that's why you see a lot more Teslas on the road now. Mm -hmm. And then they've also decreased, like, if you get, like, the super just plain, plain model, it's, you know, within people's price range. And then they give you money for your old car towards that new car. Yeah, because I'm curious about these plans, because, I mean, you even mentioned even with this, uh, this kind of presidency and stuff like that. I was cracking up about a quote that he was saying even over the week, which was, uh, you know, he was saying, you know, we're not going to lose our airlines. <laughs> we're not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to like, they're not going to say no more cows. You know, you know, are they going to ban cows now? Well, because- you know what they, what I want them and they're doing it and I just want it to keep going. Obviously, um, you know, not eating animals is good. Yeah. You know, I, I eat animals. Um, but they are grown. The meat is grown in um, a laboratory. Mm-hmm. So you're actually uh. not... Um, putting out any of the carbon from the farts uh, <laughs> was true. Cow farts, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and you know what I mean. And it's like it's all there's no, um, you know, antibiotics in it. Sure, it's sure. all nice and good. No one can tell the difference, and it's all built in a laboratory. And I think that's where we're going, along with planting plants on Mars. And you know what I think is another funny question they kind of mm-hmm. brought up. So I kind of throw it back at you. Are you a vegan? I'm like 80%, so I still eat donuts and stuff. How, how could you be a botanist and vegan, right? I mean, do, can, uh, I still this, eat donuts. this must be a That's really... Best. <laughs> she makes, a- by the way, the best banana bread. Yeah. So okay. if you go on a hike with her, tell her that because, you can make some banana because, bread. <laughs> like I was saying, if a plant, if a plant has a life... You must be in a really quite a predicament right now, you know, having to choose between what to eat first. Well, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, this is the go, new go with the donut of the world. Yeah, go with the donut. The donut, right? You can't go wrong. You can you know, never go I, wrong. I became a vegetarian. I don't know, maybe three years, four years ago, because yeah, I felt hypocritical. I learned how bad. Uh, meat is for the environment i don't think eating meat is wrong but i think factory farming is wrong yeah so if we got rid of factory farming and everyone went down to eating a burger maybe twice a week instead of every single day which our bodies are actually not meant for (sighs) yeah we Mm, you know we then we could we wouldn't even have to make food in the lab we could just eat meat but it would be sustainable Mm -hmm. right it's not natural to have so many farms and dairy farms and um, to be putting cows and chickens on conveyor belts. Uh, one, I, I just think like ethically, it 
takes us away from being human and not having yeah. empathy. Yeah. And then also, it's just so bad for the environment, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. so true. I mean, just even think about that alone. And you know what, Brittany, this has been so amazing because, you know, we could talk about nature for so long. And I think <laughs> that's what's so cool. You know, Brittany Adair Rodriguez, she is a Chris Collins Show millennial profile. You need to go and check her out. And where can all the listeners uh, go and check out your work? And how can they get more involved and join one of your uh, trail guides? Yeah, so my website is uh, BrittanyAdareHikes.com. You can go on Instagram at BrittanyAdareHikes. And, um, you know, you can DM me, book me, call me. It's all on there. Hey, yeah. you get to DM her. <laughs> hey, guys. Okay, you get to do your thing. And girls, and girls, okay. <laughs> but I also just want to remind all the listeners out there that, you know, we dropped the YouTube drop episode. That was with Maria Schaefer, so that's really exciting. She's an amazing mm-hmm. jazz artist. And soon we're going to be doing our uh, Chris Collins Show Twitter storm. So stick around because I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that.